Welcome fellow seekers, my name is Nathan, and this is the Law of One and Spiritual Concepts podcast, where I share my interpretations of the Law of One and other related topics. Today, we'll be continuing the Practicing the Law of One series, looking at the concept of energy center balancing. Our discussion will build off two previous episodes, the Energy Centers one in particular, but also the Accelerating Towards Oneness episode, since these practices can be seen as another method to accomplish this acceleration. The plan is to review some introductory information and then take a closer look at the qualities of each energy center and then finally get into some practices. So to start, we each have seven energy centers within our body running along the spinal column and up to the top of the head. These process the love light energy of the creator as it flows through us. This energy comes through both the south and north poles, as Ra calls them, upward spiraling light and downward spiraling light. The meeting place of these energies indicates the level or ray activity of activation. Although we cannot physically see, for the most part, what level or ray activation that we are each in, I think when we start diving into some of the qualities of the energy centers, you may be able to get a pretty good idea of what level ray activation you're at currently. Another point is that this can move up and down. So this locus is based on the entity's polarization of service to others or service to self, which then aids in their overall development in consciousness. If you happen to be wondering where this energy comes from or how it's created, hopefully the quote here from session 15.9 will help clear this up. Ross says, quote, Picture, if you will, the one infinite. You have no picture. Thus, the process begins. Love creating light becomes love light, streams into the planetary sphere according to the electromagnetic web of points or nexi of entrance. These streamings are then available to the individual who, like the planet, is a web of electromagnetic energy fields with points or nexi of entrance. End partial quote. From this quote, we can get an idea of how this energy is created and then how it moves through the planet and then to our mind-body-spirit complex. In this fashion, we can also begin to see how the various levels of energy blockages can happen as this energy works its way to our own energetic fields. Now we'll look at another quote describing the importance of balancing of this energy within and to see what a balanced entity looks like and this comes from session 54.15. Quote, While it is a primary priority to activate or unblock each energy center, it is also a primary priority at that point to begin to refine the balances between the energies so that each tone of the chord of total vibratory beingness resonates in clarity, tune, and harmony with each other energy. This balancing, tuning, and harmonizing of the self is most central to the more advanced or adept mind-body-spirit complex. And we'll end this partial quote here. Ra also likens the mind-body-spirit complex to a tone poem in 54.8, which is a beautiful way to view it instead of looking at the mind-body-spirit complex as a machine. And with these musical analogies, we can picture the energy center balancing process in the sense with the sound of the creator being played clear and harmoniously through the mind-body-spirit complex when the energy centers are balanced and appropriately cared for with minimal distortions. But any energetic blockages with this will then muddle and distort the sound coming through the mind-body-spirit complex. 
This now leads us to some fundamental points that Ra brings up for the energy centers. And that is that they can each become blocked, partially blocked, overactivated, or even crystallized on a positive note. Furthermore, each energy center has its own range of rotational speeds that manifest in relation to the brilliance of the energy center's color. In 51.8, we can see Ra's description of the distinct crystalline structures that form from the balanced developed entity. And as Ra compares this to the no two snowflakes being alike. If you're curious to get a better description of what these typical crystalline structures appear as for each energy center, I'd recommend checking out that quote in full. But for now, we'll move on with the concept of blockages in the energy centers. These blockages typically form through distorted beliefs or thoughts that an entity has, which then block some of the intelligent energy moving through the body's energetic system. This blockage can be partial or complete, and can take place in an individual energy center or combine multiple energy centers. Looking back at the remainder of the question 15.9, the last part of Ra's answer indicates that the Earth has also its own blockages that can distort the intelligent energy coming through before it even gets to us. And this is likely due to the inharmonious relationship we have with Mother Earth. So the energy centers can also be overactivated, which also leads to imbalances. This type of blockage can take shape in a variety of ways, such as mentally with personality disorders, other mental or physical pain or distortions, or other types of ill health, to name a few. So here I'd note that the point is not to completely unblock each energy center since this is quite difficult but rather to create a level of balance that allows each to function, creating the harmonious tone poem we discussed earlier. Since energy is constantly flowing through us, these energy centers can experience any of these issues at various moments, depending on the situations or catalysts that have arose for the entity. It is also important for the energy clearing or balancing work to be done in sequential order from red ray up then allowing the meeting place of the upward and downward spiraling light to meet at the appropriate locus. Otherwise, there is the potential to invite imbalance or health issues if the energy is raised too quickly in an unbalanced nature. Sexual energy blockages are another key type that Ra mentions. It appears that many of these blockages have the entity searching for sexual intercourse based on the unconscious desire to release these blockages. When an entity begins to polarize on the path towards service to others or service to self, they can then have the ability to transfer this energy to another entity during sexual intercourse, if the other entity is of the level of ray activation available to receive that energy, or it can also lead to potential blockages. The basic sexual energy transfer consists of the male principle transferring physical energy and the female principle transferring mental emotional energy of which both revitalize and strengthen the other. We will review these a little more here shortly when we look at each energy center's qualities. But one last critical point I wanted to bring up on potential blockages for now comes from 18.5. Here Ra stresses the importance of not overcoming blockages because it creates the environment for holding onto what has been overcome in an unhealthy way 
that has the potential to bring the issue back up. That overcoming is basically a shortcut, or a way to quickly ignore the desire. However, if instead it is understood and accepted, this can officially curb the desire through the understanding why you had it in the first place. But then, loving both yourself and the desire so that it is no longer needed to be expressed. And as Ra says, that which is not needed falls away. In order to balance the energy centers, we must first understand the various qualities of each. That way, we can realize what experiences relate to which energy center in order to begin balancing. So now, we'll review the seven energy centers, looking at their qualities and potential blockages. Please note, various traditions have their own definitions and understandings for the qualities of each chakra or energy center, which may not exactly align with what Ra indicates. But the way that Ra presents each will be the main focus for now. So this balancing and unblocking of the energy centers will relate to changing the way we think, feel, or behave to address the blockage. One can begin to accomplish this if they start by at least noticing the blockages that are affecting them, giving them the context to work with or begin to clear the blockage. So I would ask that you keep this in mind for the later exercises as we go through each energy center now. Starting with the Red Ray Energy Center, this is the Center for Survival, Safety, and Sexual Reproduction. And understanding of this energy is fundamental. So this South Pole Red Ray is what may pull experiences or catalyst up into our energetic system, along with the planetary energies coming up from the ground, through our feet, and into the Red Ray Center. This is the first energy center to filter the experience of intelligent energy. So each energy center will then filter out and use portions of that energy from red to indigo. What is not used or blocked moves up to the next energy center. And this appears to take place in the context of the entity viewing the incoming energy through the lens of the associated energy center ray. So for red ray, the experience or catalyst would be reviewed in the context of how this impacts the entity's safety, survival, and sexuality. If there are issues or distortions within the entity, say, worrying about where they will sleep tonight, this can cause a blockage through the mental thought process and reduce the amount of energy available to continue upwards. This process is the same situation for each of the next energy centers viewed through the appropriate lens of that center. Next we have the Orange Ray Energy Center, and this is the center of emotional or personal identity. And blockages in this center come out as personal eccentricities, something we could view as unconventional or, or strange, uh, and this is also distortions with regard to self-conscious understanding or acceptance of self. These can take shape in the form of not accepting yourself due to distortions in the way you see yourself, or feeling bad about insecurities, self-love issues, or cravings and addictions. This also relates to then other mental health-related issues like depression and anxiety. So these blockages can then be worked on by accepting the self as you are and stabilizing your emotional state. Another orange ray blockage to be conscious of is when your happiness is dependent on something. So your personal desires for pleasurable experiences or attachments to outcome can lead to blockages in this ray. When looking at sexual energy blockages for orange ray, 
there tends to be a never-ending appetite for sexual intercourse in an attempt to unblock this issue. Now moving on to the Yellow Ray Energy Center. And this center is defined by our identity with others or groups and relationships and can most closely be related to ego. Blockages here include distortions towards power, manipulation, and any other social behaviors concerning others that is not positive. So this might look like finding yourself wanting to make someone else do something the way you think is best while not respecting their free will. And these blockages can then be worked on by accepting your identity in relationship to others and others for who they are, respecting their free will, and working with your sense of ego to balance out your sense of importance to others, so basically seeing all as one. Some sexual energy blockages here include seeking intercourse with green ray activated entities to help release blockages, or seeing the other as an object of plunder rather than another self. We'll pause here briefly to note that entities with blockages in these first three energy centers will have continuing difficulties in their ability to further seek the law of one, according to Ra. So they'll not be not able to share the love of the creator with others or enter into the heart or higher energy centers if these are, have, if these are blocked. And this can take shape as all personal distortions or issues that show up in these first three chakras. So basically, a belief of lack, anger, or fear are some examples of these as well. Because our lower three energy centers carry all of our distortions, so it is only in the lower three energy centers that we need to do healing work or purification. Moving on to the Green Ray Energy Center, this is the center of universal or unconditional love, acceptance, and healing. Blockages in this center include difficulties expressing universal love or compassion. So this can take shape as being unable to find the love in the moment or love for yourself or others. That is an indication that you have a blockage here. These blockages can be worked on by building off the yellow ray clearings, by accepting other selves for who they are, but also loving them unconditionally for who they are as the creator. Sexual energy blockages in this ray are created if there is a fear of possession or being possessed or desiring possession. Sexual intercourse with another self not vibrating in the green ray energy center can create blockages for the one that is not in this vibration as well. Then there is the blue ray energy center, which is that of wisdom, light, honesty, and clarity. Energy streaming into this center for the first time can also flow outward as well as inward. Blockages here include difficulties grasping the spirit-to-mind connection of an entity and difficulties expressing understanding of self. This can also take shape in difficulties in accepting communication from others. So these blockages can be worked on by considering why you are having issues with what others are telling you. More than likely, it will relate to issues being able to understand the true self, with a capital S. Limiting your ability to radiate love and wisdom effortlessly. For sexual energy blockages, it does not appear to be possible here at blue or indigo ray, since if both entities are not ready to accept these energies, it will not be transferred. Next we have the sixth energy center, which is the indigo ray. This is the gateway to intelligent infinity, the center of faith, 
and the energy center of the adept for magical workings and radiance of being. It is central to the work of the spirit complex and receives the least distorted outpourings of love light from intelligent energy or the North Pole Center. Blockages here include experiencing a lessening of the intelligent energy from unworthiness. And this can look like the lack of the ability to see the other self as the creator, or difficulties seeing yourself as the creator, therefore creating this unworthiness. If we are all the creator, we are all equally worthy to receive the creator's love in its fullest capacity. And finally, there is the Violet Ray Energy Center, which is our vibratory essence, the sum of the energetic signature of self. This ray cannot be blocked or balanced or imbalanced, but rather it is a thermometer readout of all of the other energy centers of the mind-body-spirit complex. After reviewing some of the specific energy center qualities, we can now look at some practices to aid in balancing the energy centers. As a brief disclaimer, please do not take this as medical advice. Please be sure to take care of yourself in the appropriate manner and do not replace seeing a doctor for any of these practices. Your physical, mental, and emotional health is a complex subject and should be treated as such, consulting medical professionals as necessary. Now, with that out of the way, let's look at some practices. So to start, I would say, as always, these practices should be done with an intention. Whether this is to balance your energy centers in general, or if there is any specific area of focus that you want to place extra attention on. The first practice we'll look at comes from one of Ra's suggestions, that is, we'll call it the end of the day meditation review. And there are multiple layers to this if desired. This is the most complex practice, but also offers the greatest potential benefit in my experience. Since our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and least of all, our behaviors, provide the best markers for where we can improve. And in this practice, we'll do just that. So at the end of the day, enter into a meditative state. Relax and calm yourself. Then look back upon your day and see what situations had arised. What would you call inappropriate thoughts, feelings, emotions, or behaviors? Begin to review why that thought or feeling came up at this point. Was it initiated by something? Can you find where you might be blocked that could have led to this? An example is, if during the day you got mad at a coworker and said something inappropriate, analyze what happened then that led up to the situation. Were they talking bad or making fun of you that led to you lashing out like this? If so, we can start to narrow down the issue and consider if this had to do with our personal identity or emotions, warned Ray, or if it relates closer to our reaction having been because other people were around, which led to the way you chose to respond to the situation as a yellow Ray, or in this case too, a sense of ego that was hurt leading to this reaction. Either way, I think you can begin to see how this process can work and the depth you can go into to balance the situation within your energy centers, and so that you are less likely to react the same way if the situation occurred again. From here, we can take it a step further and follow Rao's advice in 5.2. This involves also analyzing our thoughts to then balance them out. Ra gives the example of patience versus impatience, finding the antithesis of each thought 
then allow yourself to mentally fully express and feel that thought's antithesis. By doing this, you can see from both perspectives, per se, and experience them both, applying to both good and bad situations as well. As another example, we can look at stressed versus relaxed. We can experience what, is, what it's like to be stressed out again during our day and what led to this. Working stress, schedules, being late. Then afterwards, analyze the antithesis of relaxed and consider what this mental understanding looks like. Something like being stress-free, in a better mood, and having better interactions with others. Then the last step of accepting both of these thoughts within as part of you, part of the creator, accepted in its completeness within consciousness. This practice can be as long or as short as you want, but I'd recommend trying to spend at least 10 minutes in this practice. From here, we can balance ourselves by understanding the energy centers that make up our mind-body-spirit complex, as Ra says in 1512. You'll also get to know your energy centers better, what they feel like, and when they're blocked. This is a get-to-know-yourself kind of practice. We each can be unique and have our own individual issues or blockages to understand and to work through, so I would recommend this practice for starting. The second exercise we'll consider is a chakra clearing visualization exercise, and in this, we'll consider each energy center in meditation from bottom to top. As you are focusing on each, bringing awareness to the energy center, visualize energy entering into, say starting at the red ray, from the earth below, purifying it and cleansing all blockages or impurities trapped within this center. This can be done following the breath, in and out three to four times each. On the in-breath, visualize clean energy entering that energy center, and on the out-breath, visualize the blockages or dirtiness <laughs> being pushed out and released. Note that some blockages may manifest as thoughts while you're focusing in this practice. If that is the case, consider what thoughts and ideas come up while clearing each energy center to further analyze this. And along these lines, another potential technique to incorporate into this practice is the yogic or Buddhist seed syllable mantra that is specific to each energy center. And from at least the yogic standpoint, these start at red going up to violet as lum, bum, rum, yum, hum, Om and bum. I'd also note that these clearings can be done with music that can help with specific tones for each energy center. There seems to be plenty of guidance on something such as YouTube to help with these guided clearing meditations as well if you wish to follow one of those. The third recommendation or practice would be to visit a trusted Reiki or other type of energy healer. If you decide to go this route, please be sure to do your own research and find someone qualified if you go this route. And also note that you will still have to put in effort as the energy healer can only do so much without you and your free will choosing to eliminate and clear some of these blockages. And this now leads to the final practice that we'll look at for today, and that is dream analysis. By analyzing our dreams, there is the potential for blockages to be made apparent to us. I find that this can be rather personal and some unique qualities that you have to learn about yourself to do this properly. It can indicate balance, overactive, blocked, 
underactivated or just opening chakras. Any issues coming up in dreams, like anger or fear, can be a sign of a blockage. Review what the context was, what caused the anger in the dream, and see how it came about. Then see if this relates to your life now, and what may need attention to help clear this. Dreams can also be a mechanism to process information from the day, somewhat of the end-of-the-day analysis that is done by the dream. And in this practice, notice how some of the energy center qualities we have reviewed may show up in the dream state, allowing you to connect it to an associated center. I found that colors in my dreams have a tendency to also indicate the associated energy level blockage. This may take shape as if you're seeing lots of yellow or yellow objects in the dream, it can mean that you have a blockage in your yellow ray center. And I've also found that the associated height I am at in the dream can also tie to an energy center. Far below the ground is red, closer to the surface would be orange, yellow is on the surface, then upward from there are the higher energy centers. This is very rough and crude, but again, something that you might need to consider on your own or learn from your own personal um, experiences. There are a number of other analogous connections that one can make to help interpret your dreams for balancing. So if you're interested in this, I'd encourage you to work to learn your own dream language through trial and error. This could also be helpful to start by using a dream analysis book to get you going on this journey. And with that, we'll end it here for today. I truly hope you found this episode to be helpful and that you'll consider trying some of these practices. Please let me know if you found any of these to be helpful or if you have any other techniques that you recommend. Also, let me know if you have any other episode ideas or topics you'd like me to discuss. You can contact me through my website at lawofonespiritualconcepts.com. I'll have a link to this website in the show notes below. I leave you now in the love and in the light.